This is episode 17 of the Christian Travelers Network. Today we will be starting a four-part series addressing what makes Christian travelers set apart. And today we're going to be talking about what dedicated time with God looks like when we travel. Welcome to the Christian Travelers Network, where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Hey, Christian Travelers, we are so glad that you're here today because we are starting a five-week series that focuses on the topic of travel and what makes us as Christian Travelers set apart from other travelers. A very interesting question, but today we're going to focus specifically on worship, probably one of the areas that it's most evident in or the one that we most frequently think of first when it comes to travel. But before we dive in, I want to remind you once again that if you subscribe to our podcast at christiantravelers.net, you will be updated whenever we get a new podcast, and you can also find links to our social media on Facebook and Instagram, where we are constantly in discussion about what Christian travel looks like, and our website even has some awesome resources to aid in that discussion and thought process. So without further ado, let's dive in to what Christian travel really looks like. So when it comes to travel, I think one of the first things that tends to get neglected is our worship life. Now, in my mind, there are three different areas of worship, and we're going to talk about all of those today. And you're also going to get to hear a lot of my personal travel stories, and hopefully there's some nuggets of wisdom in there as well. In fact, during this five-week series, you'll get to hear a lot more of my travel stories and hopefully get to know me a little bit better in the process. But when it comes to worship, there are three areas that typically are thought of. Worship tends to be thought of in community, so a big community being our church community, where we worship on Sundays um, or during the week, depending how your schedule looks. It's the big community that you're in fellowship with. And then we have a smaller community, usually a group that we do Bible study with. And then lastly is individual and personal Bible study. And we kind of need all three of them to really be growing in our faith. Um, We can certainly grow in each of those in isolation, but You need the community to be encouraging you, the small group to help you maybe understand some passages in scripture and the personal study to really be working on that relationship with God and really be in discussion with him. So today we're going to talk about what that looks like in our travels and how um, we can maybe work on not neglecting but rather prioritizing our worship time while traveling. So growing up... um, I frequently went camping during the summers with my family. We had a little pop-up camper that we would pull behind us, and oftentimes it'd be bouncing down the road, and it would freak my mom out. Just We had a sway bar on it, but still, uh, it would freak mom out because she was always certain we were going to fly off the road. Um, But when we'd finally get there and we'd get the camper all set up, one of our traditions was we'd always have some iced tea, and relax for a little bit that first night. But when Sunday rolled around, Dad would always want us to get dressed and go to church. 
And I won't lie, I definitely complained and whined and fussed and tried to pretend I was still sleeping or whatever I could possibly do to get out of church on those Sunday mornings. But truthfully, um, some of my most memorable worship experiences have not been at my own home congregation. Not because my home congregation is bad in any way, but because... You know, you get used to the routine and all of these things, but when you travel and you visit these churches that are so unlike your home congregation, whether it's because of the culture they're in or um, just different uh, worship style or whatever, um, they tend to stand out as just these memorable experiences. For instance, um, in college I did a semester um, in the Northwest and... um, As many of you know, I'm Lutheran, and out there in the Northwest, there is a lot less Lutheran churches. So I ended up worshiping at a lot of different denominational uh, locations and just checking out how one church was different than another. Um, And I learned some incredible things through all of that um, and definitely was challenged in my faith walk a lot and grew a lot because of that. But then there was a time when I was in Ghana, that was a mission trip, And on Sunday morning, everyone was dressed in their, like, bright colored outfits, their bright colored dresses and hats, and um, they were playing the bongos, and it was not like the American on the beat, like, on the downbeat clapping. It was, like, all kinds of... It got your soul going, that's for sure. Um, But when it came to the offering, they literally danced their offering up into the worship plate, which is so different. It was a celebration of them giving their gifts to God, which um, in Western culture, at least in my church, we don't we don't dance our offering up to the front. Um, so that was really unique. Um, the other worship service in Ghana, I sadly missed because I ate some food that it made my stomach sick. It, and I, I had food poisoning and I just couldn't go to church that day. Um, but that was, um, in an area where they still worshiped in their tribal languages and not in English. Um, and that was kind of cool to watch at least the video clips from my friends who got to do that. Um, and that was kind of unique. But, uh, then another worship experience I had was in Germany. I stayed at an Airbnb and my host, could name objects in English but not really use sentences. So we use Google Translate to talk back and forth and um, she was a grandma so like most grandmas technology wasn't her forte so there were some instances where you just kind of had to guess where her thought was going because like Google Translate would quit listening to her because she'd pause and then she'd keep going and Google wasn't listening anymore. But we went back and forth in our conversations, and that was kind of cool. And so that ended up leading to me going to church with her on a Sunday morning. And they sang and worshipped in German, and it was a Lutheran church. So, like, I recognized the structure of the service, but the, like, church building was hundreds of years old, and everything was in German, and I recognized the tunes of some of the hymns, and I was singing along, but definitely not in their language, and it was just a very unique cultural experience. And so, 
I think the reason that we're called not to neglect our worship, even while traveling, is because during those times, you get to see God's handiwork in different communities and see how Christian faith can look so different around the globe. Just like when you explore the world to see all the cool nature or all the cool architecture or whatever it is that you're exploring, going to all these churches is also a way to get to see how things are so different. Whether it's in your country or around the globe, there is unique things that make each church different, and we get to encourage one another while we're there. Um, one of the harder ones to focus on is, like, your small group time. I, I guess I haven't personally found an answer for this in my travels, but I think if you're traveling in a group and there's other Christians with you, you can set aside time to worship together. Um, def- definitely join our discussion on the Christian Travelers Network Facebook page and ask questions and throw ideas back and forth. And then if you have the opportunity to do Bible study with people in that area, maybe at that church that you worshiped at, you see notes about Bible studies that you can go jump in for a day or two days or however long you're there, um, especially if they speak your language. And if not, maybe you'll be blessed with a translator. Who knows? Um, but, you know, God will open the doors for those opportunities. And then the other thing is personal study. Um one of my memories is like sitting on the uh on a beach along the Baltic Sea and um spending time in God's word as like this ferocious wind and sea salt and sand and waves is just all around me but it was really beautiful to see. Um I think those habits that we have in our day-to-day life of spending time in God's word that's a lot easier to transfer over into travel life um, if you have a routine or if before you go you say, you know what, in the morning this is my time or when I go to bed this is my time or during lunch this is going to be my time and you just say, state it from the beginning, this is the time that I dedicate to God and just being in the Bible and even if it's you read a few verses or you read a whole section, like you're still prioritizing God. And I think people notice that. I think that they notice that you're still making it a priority while you travel, and it opens some discussion doorways for you to really relate to others. And so, all of this being said, let's have some worship time right now on our podcast. If you would turn to Hebrews 10, we're going to read a little bit of scripture, and we're actually going to use my favorite... um, scripture reading method. There's millions of ways to do Bible studies. Some people have books they get or whatever. I usually like to start with scripture and then turn it around into discussion. Um, so let's do that right now. We're going to read Hebrews 10, 23 through 25. It reads, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So, soaping scripture, um, S stands for reading the scriptures, and then O is observations. So, what are some things in this passage, this section, that stand out to you that really get your attention? Could be for any various reasons, but what stands out and gets your attention? Well, the first thing that really stands out to me is that 
he who promised is faithful and that um, he's going to be there when we hold fast to our faith unwaveringly. And the second thing that really stands out to me is that part of our reason to not neglect to meet together is to encourage one another for Judgment Day. Um, As it gets near, we need encouragement. So I kind of already moved into this a little bit, but the next thing would be application. How does this apply to your life? And the more personal you can get, the better. So I'm going to give you a second to think about your observations. How does this apply to your life? Well, in my life, I would say there's moments of doubt and there's moments of confusion that I go through just like, I I mean, you know, everyone has ups and downs in their faith walk, but Christ is faithful and he knows my heart. And so that is a comfort for me. And then the other application is that maybe while I'm traveling, the reason that I need to meet in Bible study isn't always for me. Maybe it's for those around me to be reminded that like Christ is active and well. Have you ever been to a church or maybe it even is your own church where um, it just feels like Christianity is dying and we're just too westernized and Christ is just minimalized as this obsolete traditionalist thought. It's so sad, but I've experienced this in many churches that like the community around them has that attitude. And so sometimes maybe my reason for worshiping with others is to remind them that, yeah, there's Christians around the globe and you're not alone. Um, And it's an encouragement to them, just as much as it's an encouragement to me to be reminded that there are Christians around the globe worshiping in various ways. And then SOAP, the acronym, um, it doesn't have this in there, but I like to throw in questions because when you think about questions that you ask about a passage, whether it's just like, God, help me understand this, or what did you, what was the historical meaning of this, or whatever kind of question comes to mind, that is an opportunity for God to really just speak into your heart. And when you're doing personal studies, the Holy Spirit might not answer you then and there. He might answer you in weeks or months later. Um, when you're in Bible study, maybe he'll explain something through those around you, or maybe you all end up pondering it together, or, and sometimes even in the church setting, the same things. Um, But I think when we open the door for questions, it turns it from like, this is a Bible study where I I know all the answers to God, you need to still be speaking into my life. Um, So I guess the question I have is verse 24. How do we stir up one another to love and good works? And what exactly does love and good works look like? Because good works, I know, aren't like We don't do good works to get to heaven. We do good works in reflection of our Savior who died and rose for us. So what exactly is his goal here? Like, what does love and good works look like? Truly. Because I know in our Western culture, it's so tempting to just be like, I'm tolerant of this, I'm tolerant of that. The world's kind of fallen away from God, but I'm going to speak tolerance, tolerance, tolerance. And sometimes God love is tough love. Tough love that says, I love you as a, I know you're a sinner and I love you, but I don't love your sin and here's why. Um, and it's tough love, but it's real love. And it isn't just, I tolerate everything about you. 
It's I love you and I want the best for you. And so what exactly is he asking of us here to really be considering? And maybe that's that's his goal. Me asking this question is me considering it. Um, I don't know. Um, but those are kind of some of my thoughts. Um, and then the last letter, P, is prayer. So I would encourage you to just pause this podcast or wait till the end and just spend some time in prayer with God. What does this scripture really speak into your life and that you need to be praying about right now? Um I'm going to kind of close this out in prayer right here and now um, and say this. Dear Lord, thank you so much for these amazing Christian travelers who are tuning into this podcast. Lord, I just ask that you bless them and that as they go out and travel, that they may rest in your promise of faithfulness and that they may not neglect meeting together even when they are across the world and away from their community or whether they're just moving across country or whatever has drawn them away from you, Lord. I ask that they may be reunited with your Christian community across the globe and that as Judgment Day draws near, that they may be encouragement to one another and that they may receive that encouragement as well. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys for tuning into our podcast. Please share this with your friends. We would love for you to be encouraging one another through this podcast. And please jump in the discussion on our Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you as well. So without further ado, God's blessings and safe travels.